people of God, I hope you are having a wonderful week. You are listening to the Cornerstone Podcast produced by Global Grace Ministries. My name is Francis Wesso and it is a joy to share with you the Word of God. We are almost at the end of the series, Letters to the Church. If you miss any of the episodes, please go back and listen to them. I am sure they will bless you. In them, you will find a lot of knowledge and revelation on the subject of the seven churches of the book of Revelation. Last week, we covered the Church of Philadelphia, a church of brotherly love. That church was one of the two churches that was not rebuked by Jesus in his letters. The Church of Philadelphia was the church that Jesus blessed with an open door and to which he promised that he would write on them the name of God, the name of his holy city, and his name. I cannot wait until I get the name of my Savior on me. Today, we will talk about the last of the seven churches. We will talk about the Church of Laodicea. I have entitled this episode, Roadkill. Go with me, please, to the book of Revelation, chapter 3, and we'll read verses 14 through 21. To the angel of the church in Laodicea, write, These are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So, because you are lukewarm neither hot nor cold, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. You say, I am rich. I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you can become rich, and white clothes to wear so that you can cover your shameful nakedness, and solve to put on your eyes so you can see. Those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be earnest and repent. Here I am and stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. Just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. The original name of this city was Diapolis, which means the city of Zeus. A king in the Seleucid Empire renamed it in honor of his wife, Laodice. It was the richest of all seven cities. Laodicea, the ancient capital of Pergia, gained wealth through the trade and banking. It was also known for its medical school and costly fabrics. Jesus introduces himself with three different titles. He said, these are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, and the ruler of God's creation. Please do not miss the importance of this introduction. Jesus wanted this church to know him first as the Amen. This title does not mean much to us, and it seems weird that Jesus called himself the Amen, but this is important. In Greek, the word Amen is remarkable, At the beginning of a discourse, it means undoubtedly, truly, and truthful. And at the end, it means so it is, so be it, or may it be fulfilled. Jesus, as the beginning and the end of everything, was telling them, Here I am. In me, all God's promises are fulfilled. 
He also said to them, I am the faithful and true witness. In fact, he said, I am the faithful one, meaning the only one who is truly faithful. Friends, one of the most challenging revelations I have gotten in the last decade is that Jesus indeed is the only faithful one. Everyone else fails, even us. We fail people whether we want it or not, but he is always faithful. Jesus also tells this church, I am the true witness. He has been, he is, and he will always be. Jesus is indeed the true witness. He never lies and he has seen it all. Jesus closes his introduction to the church as the ruler of God's creation. Jesus is not a ruler of God's creation. He is the ruler of God's creation. In him, for him, and through him, everything was created. Knowing that our trust is not in a weak human or a false god is wonderful. Our trust is in the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Our Savior is not a wimpy man as many seemed to picture him. He is a ruler and is worthy of all the glory and honor. Remember who your big brother is if you ever feel weak or sad. If anyone ever tries to intimidate you or make you feel small, remember that the ruler of God's creation is on your side, and I will promise you, you will feel much better. Glory be to God. While the other churches, even if they were a mess, received some encouragement or commendation from the Lord, this church received no positive words. In this letter, Jesus tells them, I know your deeds, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other, because you are lukewarm. And because of that, I am about to spit you out of my mouth. In other words, this church made Jesus sick. He wanted to vomit them. My friends, first I wanted to do the entire series on this church alone. The words of Christ for this church are so profound and direct that we could spend weeks talking just about this church. But I promise you I will do my best to only highlight just the core of his message to the church of Laodicea. This church is the one I believe represents the current church better than any of the other churches. This congregation lived in a very wealthy and well-situated city. They were not persecuted for the gospel. They could actually serve God and still enjoy all the comforts their city offered. Because they didn't want to lose their relationship with God or the comforts they enjoyed, they were living in what I call the middle of the road. They were attending church on Sunday and living like the world the rest of the week. Do you by any chance know anybody like that? These people go to church, give money to missionaries, talk the Christian lingo among Christians, but they drink, dress, and speak like the world when they are not surrounded by Christians. They are the ones who do not pray, but always ask for prayers from anyone who does. Do you know someone like that? These people know some Bible because they listen to their pastor's sermons, but do not read the Bible alone at home. These are the ones who are never sure of their salvation, for they know their lives do not reflect the life of Jesus, but hope that since they try not to get drunk, they're not addicted to drugs, and they refrain from stealing, that God will have mercy on them. My friends, the church of Laodicea did not fully enjoy their communion with the Lord, nor did they enjoy their sinful lives. They were lukewarm. 
they were walking in the middle of the road. And sadly, the only thing that people who walk in the middle of the road have for sure is that eventually they will end up as roadkill. To this congregation, Jesus told them, You say I am rich, I have acquired wealth, and I do not need a thing. To me, this church sounds very similar to some churches in America. To the church of Laodicea, Jesus told them, You do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. If Jesus stood preaching in some of our American churches, and he will say that from the pulpit, I guarantee you he will never be invited again, for he would offend the entire congregation. Jesus, who is love, will be accused of not having love for speaking too harshly from the pulpit. I guess, my friends, that Jesus here was more interested in saving his church than in his church liking him in social media. He calls the well-educated, wealthy, and well-known people from this city wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked, and counsels them to buy from him gold refined in fire for them to be rich. Jesus here was calling millionaires pitiful. As if that was not enough, Jesus tells them, you also need to buy white clothes to wear for you to cover your shameful nakedness. And by the way, you also need to buy from me ointment to cure your eyes and be able to see. Solve is just an ointment. The question here is, how do we buy anything from Jesus? Let's go to Isaiah 51.1 that tells us, Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come, buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. If we are going to get anything from Jesus, it's going to be through something other than our efforts. The only way we get anything from God is by asking Him in complete dependency. We need to come to Him in complete surrenderance. We get everything from God through our relationship with Jesus Christ. The one ironic thing that I see here is that Jesus tells them to get salve, or what I told you was an ointment for their eyes, when it is a known fact that the school of medicine in Laodicea was famous for its salve or its eye ointment. They produced a highly affected ointment to cure eye infections and other ocular illnesses. Here Jesus is telling them that even the most advanced medical discoveries are no match to what he can give us if we ask him. Jesus then explains why he has been so harsh to this congregation. He tells them, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So repent and goes on to say, here I am. I stand at the door and knock. This verse is one of the most out-of-content Bible verses we use. We usually use it during a call to salvation, and we tell the people who do not have a relationship with Christ, He is at the door of your heart knocking. Would you please let Him in? But my family, Jesus here was not talking to a group of unbelievers that lived in Laodicea. He was talking to his church. He was telling his church, let me in. In fact, the word knock in Greek does not mean just to knock. It means to pound. 
Jesus was pounding at the door of his church saying, let me in. I pray to God and I pray that he has mercy on us if we have kicked Jesus out of our churches and are now living in the middle of the road between godliness and sinfulness. Can you imagine how terrible it must be for Jesus to see a lukewarm church that makes him want to vomit? Dear God, please help us to be either cold or hot, but never lukewarm. I used to tease my congregation telling them that if they were going to sin, they should do it all the way. For if they were going to lose their salvation for that sin, might as well make it count. But the truth is that nothing is worth losing your salvation. Nothing in this world is worth living a wimpy Christian life and a sinful life full of guilt and shame. People who live like that feel terrible the day after they sin, and some even go to church asking them to forgive them. But the saddest thing is that they lie to themselves for God knows them. And he knows that a repentive heart doesn't just feel bad about what they do, but they in fact repent, turn back from what they're doing, and never come back to that sin. Jesus tells us, I know your deeds. Our Savior closes his letter to this church by saying, To the victorious I will give the right to sit with me on my throne. As we said in the previous episodes, the victorious are not the ones who mean to do well but don't do it, who serve God for a few years and then leave him behind, or who are in the church living in sin. The victorious are those who live godly lives until the last day of their lives. To them, Jesus will give them the right to sit with him on his throne. I do not particularly care about sitting on a throne. But I do want to sit with him. Spending time with the rock of my salvation will be the best thing that ever happened to me. Friends, I want all of us to hear Jesus calling us victorious. If you have grown up in church and have made church a tradition in your life, but do not have a relationship with Christ, please come back to him. If you have started walking in the middle of the road and deep in your heart you know you are a lukewarm Christian, Please return to Christ. Stop living a lie and serve God with all your heart. No worldly comfort is worth spending eternity without God. If you would like to come back to Christ and would like us to pray with you, please email us to info at globalgraceministries.com. We pray for all our listeners and we hope that this podcast blesses you. If it has, please subscribe to it and promote it with your friends and family. Thank you so much for listening to us and God bless you.